successful performer cast episode 10. This is the show that interviews one full-time professional entertainer per week with the goal of inspiring and equipping those who are working to make the leap themselves. This is the Successful Performer Cast. Hey everyone, this is Chris Shepard, your host. Thanks for listening to the Successful Performer Cast, the show that interviews successful entertainers to inspire you, our listeners. Have you joined our email list? This is a great way to be notified every time a new episode breaks. Go to SuccessfulPerformerCast.com to sign up today and never miss an episode. Also, if you enjoy this free podcast and would like to show your appreciation, go to SuccessfulPerformerCast.com and click on the subscribe on iTunes tab at the top. This will take you to the iTunes store where you can leave a rating and a review. Also, as a special thanks for five-star ratings, I will personally give you a shout-out thanking you by name in a future episode of our show. Now, let's get to the good stuff. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show a wonderful performer, Scott Marshall. Scott is a magician from Los Angeles who's done everything from street performing to corporate engagements and is ultimately out there making a living doing what he loves. Thanks so much for being here, Scott. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure. Hey, pleasure's mine. <laughs> Are you ready to get started? I am absolutely ready. Go ahead. All right. Well, let's start off a uh, little bit of inspiration here. Could you share with mm-hmm. us your favorite success quote and how you live by it? Uh, well, I, hmm, I guess my favorite success quote is um, uh, uh, get out the door. Um, I, I, uh, or, uh, I mean, I've, I've heard a couple different variants of it, uh, and uh, so I don't know exactly which one uh, I, I go by. But it's, the idea is, you know, um, you can do a lot more out in the world uh, actually doing what you do instead of sitting at home and planning. And uh, for a really long time, uh, the the biggest hurdle I had to get over in my own professional career was I I would just sit here uh, and think of ways to be good outside instead of going outside and finding those ways. Uh, and and eventually, um, what what I learned was that you know if you go out there you're going to get a lot more experience a lot more feedback than you can ever get sitting there theorizing about how people are going to react to you. Mm, very nice, very nice. So uh, ultimately, you you take that to heart and you try and take action as much as you can. Then I do. I uh, I try to find any reason to leave the house and go do something, <laughs> which is um uh like uh, being able having a venue to uh, to street perform. Like there's never there's never ever a reason I can't go perform. Um, and that has always been a huge boon. It's like, well, you know, I, I have new stuff that I want to work on um, and no venue to perform it in. And that's just not true. I mean, there are certain things I could never get away with out on the street. There's, no, there's certain things I could never do, uh, you know, in, in my profession in a fully surrounded environment like street performing tends to be. Um, but aside from that hurdle, there's, there's never a reason. There's no, I, I will never not have an audience. Very nice. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, how how far away, uh, by the way, are you from uh, from your your main street performance spot? 
Well, my main street performance spot, I believe when I GPSed it last time, it was uh, nine or ten miles away. Um, it uh, Unfortunately, I, I moved a couple of years ago and I moved away from a freeway. Um, so sometimes that, that's a little, uh, a little obnoxious, having to side street it the whole way down. Um, so my, my main venue, I'm about 10 miles away. Um, however, I'm practically within walking distance of another, uh, another massive, massive venue, uh, that's full of tourists. And, um, I, I've gone and I haven't had a whole ton of success there, but, um, I, I always like to, I was, I love challenging myself. Um, and I, I, I'm getting up the, uh, the idea that I'm going to go back there and I'm going to prove that, you know what, it was, I didn't do it right last time. I'm going to find out what I did, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a success there. I'm going to be successful in that place and show that um, I I can do anything. Very cool. So, Ted, nine ten miles away from your main spot, and even closer to another one. So there's absolutely no reason that you couldn't go out and uh, street perform. <laughs> None whatsoever. Yeah, and that and that that's the thing. Like I always, you know, well, I well, I I I have this. I have that. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. And it's just. There, there's no reason never to to stay at home and think about performing. I always have uh, the ability to just get out there and be around real people doing real performances, getting real reactions. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Bottom line: get out the door. Love it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it really was just for the 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 beginning of of my um. Th this is an air quotes. You can't see it, but my career. Um, I, uh, the, that was my, my big hurdle. A lot of the time was like, I, I came up with excuses not to leave. I came up with these, well, I'm not really happy with how that looks yet. Well, I'm not happy with the script for that yet. Well, and it's just, I have found over and over again that, um, I, I have no reason. Like if I, if I'm going to go out, the, the best way to find out what I'm going to say is to go out there and say it. Um, and I have gotten a lot of my best lines just spur of the moment. Just, you know, it, it, it's, it's an amazing epiphany that I, I, I actually have to try and hide in the middle of a performance when I say the perfect line and realize it and make a mental note of it while still <laughs> continuing the performance. Like, oh my goodness, that was perfect. Please, somebody was recording that because I need it for later. Yeah. Oh, I, I can so relate to that. <laughs> mm. and, and by the way, I think we all sensed your air quotes just a moment ago. <laughs> I'm good. I, I do that a lot. So get ready. By the way, this is air quote. My career. It's, um, but no, I, I and the other the other amazing thing is that I'm actually um, I'm right near being in Los Angeles. I'm I'm really insanely close to the uh, the Magic Castle, the home of the Academy for Magical Arts. Oh, yeah. And um, w with that, um, that's also another venue being a performing member that uh, if I feel like going and doing a close-up show, I, I just have to go. Um, and that being one of my favorite places in the world, I'm always looking for a reason to go there. So I, I, I have, I, I guess now, now that I'm sitting down and talking it out, I, I have more venues than I know what to do with. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next question here. Could you? Well, I guess it's more of a uh, a, a statement, but could you go ahead and uh, tell us about yourself and your business as a performer? Kind of bring us into your journey a little bit. Okay. I um, well, I. Well, my journey, my journey is is, is I, I I'll say it's weird, but I, I I would I hate the I hate presuming for other people. My my journey has had about um or my magic life has had about three different phases. Um, I had the one when I was a kid, which I think just about everybody gets. 
yeah. um, when you're five or six and you find that one and then you get the, the you know, the, the magic store sees you coming and they know which five tricks to sell you and they know that you're <laughs> never coming back for any of the other ones. Um, they just know, yep, here, here you are. Here's, here is this part of your, this phase of your life magic kit. And if you're back in a year, then we'll, we'll sell you the actual, like the real good stuff or not real good stuff, but the, the more progressive stuff, the stuff mm -hmm. you're going to use um, every day in your life. Um, so I went through that phase uh, and then uh, I grew out of it. Like I think most people do. Uh, and then uh, when I was about 20 or 21, I, I grew into a new phase. Um, I wound up uh, starting going through and learning a whole bunch of magic. I actually, I saw, I saw an effect that just just fried me um, and had to know I had to know it. I had to know what happened. I had to know why that was. It was just it it was so it was so magical. It was magic to me that um, I had to I had to be able to do it myself. Um, and then I wound up getting more and more information like, you know, I couldn't just get that one trick. I had to get all the other stuff that was on the video that taught it. And then I had to get all the other videos in the series. And then I, so <laughs> um, I expanded out and I was really getting into it. Um, and then I, I wound up getting uh, just this, this, I, I got a really bad rejection. Um, and it was bad enough that I put everything in a cabinet and locked it up for another 10 years. Wow. Uh, and so then um, I was uh, getting back into magic again a little bit. Um, my, uh, my friends actually bought me lessons at the Magic Castle. Um, so I was I was going up there and I was getting back into it when uh, I was uh, let go from uh, the the nine to five office job that I had. Uh, and so I just thought, you know, uh, while I was running around looking for jobs and it was right when everything went really horribly bad a couple of years ago. Okay, uh, and no, no. Right. Yeah. Nobody was hiring. There weren't any jobs to be found. Um, oh, and I man. just I, I, you know, kind of kind of the same thing I was talking about earlier. I just, you know, hey, I, I know a little bit of magic. I'll just go I'll go street perform. Uh, and then so I just started getting, you know, more and more into it, started to become more and more knowledgeable about it uh, and then found kind of almost to my surprise that it was sustainable, um, that it was something that I could live on, uh, which was which was a, a really, really happy surprise. Um, and so then I started getting into it and then I started, you know, I was, I was out, uh, performing out on the street, uh, and then people would, you know, ask me, uh, oh, hey, do you, do you do, do you do kids parties? Do you do this? Do you do that? And like, um, not yet, but I'm sure by the time the event comes around, I can. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, I started expanding and making, uh, you know, getting, getting more and more performances. Um, and then I actually, um, I was responding to to ads on Craigslist, um, and uh, I, I found a, a couple other positions. I started getting other gigs, and I wound up uh, even becoming I'm a, a magic instructor as well. Um, so I work uh, for a company that is a, a nonprofit after school program. Uh, I am actually I've just become the head of the magic department. Uh, so I coordinate and I design all the lesson plans, and then I go into the classes and teach about 80 students a week. Uh, how to perform magic and it ends uh, it culminates with a performance that we bring their parents in and watch and um, you know that along with going out and performing uh, I, I think I'm busy every weekend this month uh, and we're you know we're just starting to get into the season so um, I've uh, uh, at, at this point my professional life is just really taking off and it's a it's a wonderful wonderful problem to have when you have to tell people ooh you know what i'm sorry i'm booked then 
Yes, amen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, what else do you have? I can go two hours earlier or two hours later. Any of those work? Yeah, no. <laughs> this this is great, dude. Um, so you know, you, you're actually the the first person that I've talked to so far. Uh, who was actually kind of thrust into it all uh, because you said you had uh, actually lost your job and it was either mm -hmm. sink or swim and you mm -hmm. had uh, decided, you know, hey, I know some magic. Let's see if this works, see if I could put some legs to it. And you were able to, to make it happen, which is really, really cool. So I, I do have a question, though. Uh, as you were doing that, did you encounter any resistance from family and friends? Uh, no, I actually, I credit... Uh, probably 90, 95% of my success to the fact that I have an insanely amazing support group. Um, I have, uh, I have a best friend who, um, she, she is, uh, amazingly smart, amazingly funny. I go to her every time I have, uh, any type of question about anything, I immediately turn to her like my, you know, I, I start dialing her number immediately. Um, and I just run things by her. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really awesome to be able to have someone to turn to and say, Hey, um, I'm going to, I'm going to get this idea out of my head and see if it can live out there. Um, and she's really good about, well, that, uh, you know, that sounds good to me. That doesn't sound good to me. Um, it would sound better this way. Um, she's also really, really amazing at uh, when I when I start to let my self-doubts take over. Um, she's really, really good about telling me how stupid I am. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's just like, well, no, you're, you're the only one who thinks that you can't do this. Um, and so just... Uh, at any time, any doubt, uh, I mean, she, she's been amazing. She's always been there for me whenever I needed her. And I, I wouldn't have the career I have without her. Um, I also, you know, in terms of uh, family, my, I still, every time I get a, every time I do a show, uh, if the, someone recorded it, I immediately put it up uh, uh, private on YouTube and send it to my mom. Uh, she's one of my <laughs> biggest fans. Beautiful. She uh, she she loves hearing all about it. I uh, like you know we we talked about the goal of getting into the castle. I'm uh, I'm pretty sure when that happens, I'm going to see her there. Uh, and she you know she's out of state, so uh, she's just been insanely supportive. Uh, and even um, he uh, unfortunately didn't uh, didn't make it to see uh, this current phase of my professional magic life. Uh, but during the second phase, my father was insanely supportive and was even trying to find me jobs before I even knew that I wanted them. Um, he was trying to find me gigs and get me out there performing and uh, was just just no doubt whatsoever that I could do it, uh, even when I didn't necessarily share that sentiment. That is very cool. You know, there is really nothing more important than the the, the support system that you have around you uh, with your friends and family. And for me, I mean, obviously, all, all my my uh, my family is uh, behind me a hundred percent. But uh, most of all, my wife has been uh, the one person who has uh, just supported me through everything. And I, you know, right now I'm uh, working a couple of restaurants at, at this point. Uh, mm -hmm. But even you know, still at the beginning of things that I'm doing, I, I couldn't have done it without her, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, I even, um, I just got a couple new roommates uh, and I, like one of the first conversations that we had, I was like, um, all right, now you guys need to like magic. That's going to be important. Do, <laughs> do you guys like magic? Because you're going to be the first to see pretty much everything I come up with. And and they they both said, well, yes, yes, we do. And and then I, I like silent for about maybe 10 seconds and like, in three months, you won't. Is that okay? 
And so uh, just you're going to see so much magic. Just get ready. And, and please, please don't hesitate to say, um, not, not now. Yeah. I, I, I've, see, I've seen enough. Please. I'm tired. I, I, hate, I never want to see another playing card for as long as I live. Please put them away. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm fortunate right now that they are really enthusiastic about it. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'll tell you. Even now, my my wife will roll her eyes at me whenever I say, "Hey, can you can you look at something for me? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Am I flashing this card or, or whatever?" Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, and that's the the fun thing is. Um the, the odd thing, I guess, about my support group is that um, there isn't a, a, a magician amongst them. Um, so I am, in, in a sense, I, it, it's, it's been getting better lately, and I've been really lucky to have some amazing mentors of late. Um, but uh, my entire career, my entire life, uh, I've kind of been in on it on, alone in terms of the, the magic aspect of it. I, um, I've never had anyone to turn to and say, hey, d- does this look good? Like, I have to have it ready to go uh, by the time I show someone, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it, it, was, it was fine growing up and, and learning from videos and learning from books. But I couldn't ever, you know, show it to the video and say, hey, is this good? Um, you know, the, 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 I, I had to make sure it was happening like that. And, you know, I always had a mirror, but there's nothing like having someone else watch it and, and figuring out, you know, again, j- just like go, what I was saying earlier, go out there and get the reaction. Like, you're never going to get as good a reaction as when people are honestly reacting. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, could you take us uh, into a moment of failure that you've had? Because we've all had them. Yeah, well, um, I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier uh, in my my second phase of of being a magician. That that was again in air quotes because I don't think I really was at that point. Um, but during my second phase, I, I was hanging out um, at a restaurant that had a, a, a table hopper, um, and we would see him every week. Like every week, we would be there, and he would come by and he would show us stuff. Um, and uh, that was kind of, uh, you know, it was right in the right in the good swing of my second phase of being a magician. And um, he started mentioning because he would just kind of hang out and, and you know when when there weren't any any tables available to come perform at, he would just kind of hang out with us for a little bit. And uh, he started mentioning how he had so many uh, so many restaurant gigs that he was going to start looking into to you know, bringing on someone else and they would, you know, they would kind of work for him. They would go do the gigs and then, you know, he would get a, a, a part of the the payment for it. But, you know, it was going to be them going out and doing it. He was going to expand out. And I, and I got the idea in my head that that was going to be me. Um, so I started learning, uh, you know, as much uh, close up tabletop magic as I could. I started getting all this stuff. I was practicing. I had a goal in mind. I was I was, I was goal oriented. I was going. I was going. I was going to get there. I was going to be perfect. I was going to be brilliant. Um, I got to the point where I thought, you know what? I'm ready. Let's do this. Uh, and I gave him a call. And I could still, I, I still have this memory in my brain. Like that's that's how hard it hit me. Um, I gave him a call and said, "Hey, you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, you you were talking about expanding out. You were talking about doing all this stuff. Um, I, I, I would like the opportunity to do that. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do that. I wanna take that that position if it's available." Um, and and he said, "Well, you know, uh, how's your magic?" And I said, "Well, I, I think it's amazing right now. I think it's really, really good. I mean, you've seen some of it, but I think I've gotten a lot better since the last time." Uh, and his response, you know, over the phone was, "Well, I don't think you know about the enough about the restaurant aspect, so no." Um, and 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 it just like I was like, "Well, you know, the I I'm never gonna learn if you don't like." 
I, I think that the, the real no is somewhere else. And that was just that was just an excuse or a, a, a reason. I, I, I don't know the actual reason, but it just felt like, well, you, you can tell me it's yeah. not like I'm incapable of learning. I just I just learned all this stuff. Um, and I think I'm doing pretty well. You didn't, and, and you didn't even take a look at that initially. Um, and like I said, that just took all the wind right out of my sails and uh, wound up putting everything away for, a, a, honestly, a really good decade um, wow. <laughs> of, just, of just, you know what, I'm not, I'm not interested. I don't, yeah. I don't want to. Like, you know, I'll still always have an interest in magic, but... Uh, all this stuff is getting locked away and I don't, I don't really care about it anymore. Um, and, and that was something that would sit locked up until, you know, I, I kind of had to re-examine it, pull everything back out and, and, and make a livelihood from it. Wow. That's uh that's pretty intense. And I, I can, uh, <laughs> I, you know, you took us right there with you. I, I could totally, totally feel how you felt uh, just, you know, being on that side of the phone as you were, mm -hmm. and uh, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, now I like now now I wish I remember who it was because I want to know where he is versus yeah. where I am now. Like, hey, hey, remember how I wasn't good enough? Uh, it turns out I am. Uh, it turns out you were wrong. I, yeah, I, you know, I want to gloat a little bit, but I, I hope he's doing well. Yeah, he was, he was a fantastic magician. I'm not gonna I'm not Absolutely. gonna take anything away from him. He was a lot of fun. I enjoyed hanging out with him. But we stopped going to that restaurant shortly after. Mm. Yeah, clearly he was good at what he what he did. Uh, it it just uh, he kind of dropped the the ball at at uh, um, his interaction with you whenever you were reaching out. So. Right, yeah, and I and I saw the guy he eventually hired, and he was uh, that guy was terrible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he was fine. Oh wow! So on, on the opposite side of the coin, could you tell yeah. us about one of your biggest successes? Uh, I just one. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I, I I think at this point, um, last year, um, last year was the year that I went. Uh, air quotes are going up again. Uh, pro, like last year was the year that I started becoming fully sustained on. Uh, magic in one way or another. I, I, sometimes I, I have arguments with myself over whether or not teaching magic counts, but um, magic is in the sentence, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. It counts. Um, but so uh, I, I I just think the entirety. I'm gonna I'm gonna take. It's it's probably a cheat, but I'm gonna take 2013 and just say that was the year that that I didn't need any other source of income other than going out and doing magic. Um, I still get them. They're fun, but um, you know, magic is my livelihood. Magic is my business, and I, you know, it's it's grown beyond uh, being just a hobby. It 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 is something that I have to keep up to date on. Something that I have to uh, practice every day because um, if I start getting sloppy, I I start living on the street. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's that's pretty good. In fact, uh, I, I was looking through your uh, your website, and mm -hmm. you had mentioned in one of your blogs that uh, you didn't want 2013 to end because there was so much awesome that happened for you. It it absolutely was. I kept hearing all my friends uh, mid December like, "Oh, 2013 can't be over <laughs> soon enough. 2013 can't be die. Just get it out of here." It was such a miserable year. And I was like, "It was." I, I guess I took everybody's good from 2013 because mine was <laughs> insane. I, 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 I mean, I, I can't think of anything that happened in 2013 that I wasn't ecstatic about. Yeah. 
So your your uh, one of your biggest biggest successes was 2013. The yeah the year yeah. the year that I became fully sustained on uh, on doing what I absolutely love. Very cool. How's that for a lucky number, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's I always used to argue. Uh, thirteen was my lucky number until I went to a, a summer camp and I had to babysit cabin thirteen, and uh, oh, then no. I gave up on it because like, oh, that was horrible. But uh, it, it might it might make a big comeback. Hey, there you go. It looks like it's redeemed itself. <laughs> <laughs> you owed me thirteen. There you have it. So. Uh, in in mentioning your blog, uh, I was doing a little bit of reading, and you had also mentioned a little bit of goals in one mm-hmm. of your recent blog posts, and that your goal for this year is to become a featured performer at the Magic Castle. So, could you share with us a little bit about your approach to goal setting and attainment? Uh, well, I I have found that I thrive on adversity. Um, I love uh, challenging myself uh, to because I, I have found that um, I, I always used to have a defense mechanism. Like if someone criticized me, I would always say, well, you never you don't know what it's like in here. You never you don't know me. You don't know me as well as I know me. And I know why that was OK to do. Um, but I have found lately like going through adversity, like it turns out maybe I don't know me as well either because I set these kind of insane goals you know i i don't think a goal should ever be fully unobtainable um but i set myself some pretty insane goals and and then i i just hit them and it's like well i i can do this okay um so it it actually becomes uh it became this this a, a goal ironically to set goals um i uh every night uh as a part of my uh end of day ritual um i have all these forms and uh spreadsheets and things that i fill out and one of them is my uh my goal thing i set at the the beginning of every year i set out a business plan where i set down oh i want to do these many you know children's shows and i want to do these many of this and this many of that and i want to go out and busk uh this amount of times um and i want to make this much and uh in in terms of um goals like i love sitting down and uh watching uh, i i enter it into the spreadsheet and uh, i have a little pie chart that shows um how how what the percentage of the goal that i've obtained so far i love watching that pie chart fill up um and uh and i love tracking you know okay well this is where i should be this is where i am that's you know that's really good especially since um you know the so far this year it's been all off season like if i'm doing this right now i can't imagine what's going to happen when we get into the the real swing of things um so i i love setting goals for myself i love i love being surprised by what it turns out i can do which turns out to be a lot wow that's uh that's really cool thank you for sharing that yeah no worries i uh, <laughs> it was it was a goal to share it without now right. yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, let, let's move into a little bit more of the business aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you tell us how you differentiate yourself from others in your genre? Do you have a unique selling point? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, I I have found that I think I have a kind of unique look. Um, I hear comments about it all the time. Uh, as, as you mentioned, I, I I have a rude boy look, which I don't think yeah. has existed since the '80s. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I um I, I have a look. I I like my persona. I like my performance persona or my character. 
Um, which was funny because I didn't realize I had a character until someone said they liked performance me better than they liked real me. That's um, funny. And then, and then I had to go home and wait, there's, there, there's a difference. <laughs> um, I, I like being, uh, I like being who I am when I'm performing. I like playing around like that. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I guess, um, what, what differentiates me is I, I, I take a lot of pride in that I'm really quick witted. Um, I love talking to uh, to an audience. I love playing with them. That's one of my favorite things in the world. All my stuff. Um, I, I once went and did a, uh, an audition, and I walked in and they said, "Okay, we we basically you're you're in a bar, you're in a club, and um, we need stuff that people can watch if they want, but it's really easy to ignore." Um, and I said, "Well, that's that's not me." Yeah. Um, all my stuff is interactive. I talk to people the whole entire time because that's the aspect of it that I like. I um, I greatly admire uh, stage illusionists who go out there and they do all that stuff. They do the dancing. You know, they, they copper field it up. They've got dancing. They've got choreography. They've got big giant illusions and they don't say a word the entire time. That's awesome. <laughs> but I'm never going to do that because I love talking. Uh, I love being funny and I love Again, kind of going back to the whole goal goal thing and and the challenges and opportunities. Like, I love. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm totally gonna jinx myself right now. I love when something goes wrong. Um, I I love the the challenge of of um having something happen that I then have to deal with. Um, I about six months ago went on an audition where um. Uh, it was a super important audition for a reoccurring role. I was, it was going to be kind of a monthly thing. Uh, and I got up there to start the performance and the microphone didn't work. Hooray. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so I, I went into um, crisis mode where I had to start dealing with that. Uh, and, and because I went into crisis mode and I started fixing the problem, I never got to worry about what I was going to do. I just had to worry about dealing. Uh, and so by the time they got everything working again, like, I was so comfortable on that stage that I just nailed the audition. Um, you know, it, there, there was never a down moment. It showed the, the people who were who auditioning me. It showed them that I was good in a crisis. It showed them that I wasn't going to lock up at the first sign of trouble. Um, but, I, I, you know, it was, I love, I love playing with people. I love my wit. I love trying to be funny. Um, I'm, I'm probably overinflating it a little bit, but I just, I love, uh, talking with people, I love having conversations. I love playing with them in that way. So I guess, I guess the the difference, or what 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 has me stand out aside from kind of a unique look, because that only lasts about five seconds. Yeah, um, <laughs> is that is that um, I I am quick witted. Um, I, I I hope or I think I am. You might think different. If you do, that's fine. Send your emails to no. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think that I'm what I bring that's different is just a show where we're gonna go and we're gonna have fun um, and I'm gonna play with you and you're gonna be a part of the show and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be an experience that we all share together. Um, it's not gonna be um, it's not gonna be TV. You're not gonna sit there. You're not gonna watch it. And there was there was that fourth wall there the whole time. I hate that fourth wall. I break it down whenever I can. Yeah, you know, I, I absolutely agree with that, and that's uh, kind of how I think of things as, as well, too, in, in that, uh, you know, we're all here together, I'm going to do some magic for you guys, you, we're all going to have fun together, and it's, you know, we're all going to interact, and 
you know, ha have a good time, and no one experience is going to be the same as another one because of those interactions. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually just went through, uh, I did a Valentine's Day show where um, I was in the middle of it and I realized, you know what, I haven't felt, I, I haven't felt like I had to do anything yet. Like this has just been one big, like I, I've been playing with these people the entire time. I had running j jags going. I had um, all sorts of different things that were happening and it was just such an amazing performance. Uh, I, I felt so good about it and it actually uh, when when I got to the end and I did my finale and then I say oh okay thank you guys thank you for having me my name is Scott Marshall um, and I received my first ever standing ovation I was like oh you guys felt it too awesome <laughs> nice that's really cool <laughs> so I, 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 I would love to see a video of my reaction to it because I didn't know what to do I was like oh they're standing oh what's happening oh oh they're standing because they're applauding oh okay like they're, they're rushing the stage. Help, help, security. <laughs> they're standing and they're not leaving. Wait, what? Right, yeah. I just, yeah, it, it, was, it was an amazing feeling, but initially the, the feeling was fear because I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. So in, in talking with you and uh, in hearing about your performance style, uh, I, I get the feeling that uh, with hecklers and stuff, you don't, I, I get the feeling you don't use any heckler stoppers, but you kind of add them into the show a little bit and add them to the interactions. Is is that uh, accurate? Absolutely, and I, I think that that comes from uh, from starting off kind of as a in in my profession, uh, in my professional life at least, uh, as starting off as a street performer because mm. um, th there's no what like when you're street performing, you can't call the club security and tell them to throw somebody out. Um, you just have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, and so um, that, that's always been a big thing. I, I remember um, I uh, was filming my, I had so I, I paid a, a professional videographer to come out and videotape uh, some of my performances on the, on the street um, for uh, a performance to send to people. And uh, we would also get the highlights and create a reel. It's actually the, the demo that's still on my website right now. Um, and I remember during one of the performances, uh, someone yelled something out. Uh, it, it was basically a guess as to how the trick was being done. Um, and they, they wanted me to do it without uh, a, piece of, uh, uh, a piece of clothing that I was wearing. <laughs> Which maybe uh, maybe they just thought I was really attractive. Take off but, your glasses. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. They're like, do it blind. Yeah. Um, but, um, and, and I obliged them and went on with the trick. Um, but afterwards, I remember the videographer was just completely livid that people would yell things out like that during the show. And I, I, I remember it just not really registering. In fact, I remember how good my comeback line was to him. So uh, I was like, no, that was a, the, I mean, it, it kind of helped the performance a little bit. It's, yeah. it's just what you get used to. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I love, I love hearing people talk. I mean, you know, every once in a while you do have somebody who feels that uh, this is their opportunity to, to take your show. This is their opportunity to show everybody how funny they are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, those guys, I just I want to say, you know, go, go, go get your own permit and go do it on your own. Yeah. Um, you know, don't, don't steal my show. Don't steal my crowd. Um, but uh, on the other hand, um, if you can deal with someone like that, uh, the audience respects you that much more. And they know, uh, especially out in the street uh, performance, they know that they're not dealing with somebody who just bought a magic kit and decided to go outside. Um, they're, they're dealing with somebody who this is their livelihood. This is a professional. Yeah. Very cool. 
So Scott, can you pinpoint something that's uh, worked especially well for you in growing your business? Uh, persistence. Um, uh, much like, um, much like you know the the whole, and I guess as, as a a result of the just get out get outside uh, thing, I I have just found like I go and I do things over and over again, and uh, not only does the performance become better because of that, but um, more people are seeing me because of it, and I just um, I, I get a nice polished performance that people are paying me to do. Um, so I always just um, I'm you know I I respond to. I, I check Craigslist every day just to like, all right, what, what who, who, who's looking for something now? Uh, and um, I, I respond to every email I get. I, I respond to anything that I can, um, even if I think that, you know, on some level, I don't have any right to respond to those things. Like, uh, are you looking for a comedian? I'm funny. Um, yeah. You know, I, I do magic, but it's, it's funny magic. Um, so I, I just, uh, I'm, I, I never want to stop. I always want to keep going over and over again. Persistence has always been uh, another thing that I try to try to be a, as consistent as possible uh, and not lit up on. Um, I know that there was an effect that I was trying to learn uh, for a really long time. I was probably introduced to it about five or six years ago, um, and I would you know start practicing, put it down, and just be like, "Oh, I I'm never. It, it's not." It's not going to happen for me. And then looking at it again, you know, a couple months later, and like, all right, well, let's try this again. And just going on and on. And and right now, uh, about probably about six, eight months ago, I finally got it to a point where I was I was okay going out and showing it to people. Um, so you know, picking it up and putting it down on and off for five years um, finally led to a position where I showed it to people, and now it just floors people. Um, and it's maybe my favorite thing to perform right now. Could you tell us an interesting story that you've encountered during your performance career? I guess the only weird thing I've ever come across is the uh, at one point I was positioned next to a, a dance troupe, um, and uh, they would do uh, the finale of their performance was they would do the um, they would bring a, a line of four or five audience members, put them in a line, uh, and then jump over them. Okay. Um, but they were doing all sorts of things where they would need uh, a running start to do a lot of their stuff. And um, the staging area where they would they would start their run was right in front of my table. Um, and it's like, um, hey, hey, guys, my show's right here. And they would run off and go do their thing. And then the next guy would come over like, uh, hey, hey, guys, my show's right here. And, they, you know, they would run off and go do the next thing. And, and it happened like five or six times where um, I, I had their their prep area in front in the middle of my stage. Um, but but other than that, I don't think I've ever had anything too weird. Which again is is uh, knock on wood, uh, because I, I hope I don't have to. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a built-in running gag that you had there. Ah, see what I did there. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you know I didn't intend the pun, and I didn't realize it until I had just said it. So hey, oh, those are the best. Those yeah. are the best ones. I'll throw that in for free. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So looking at your career thus far, would you say you've made it? <laughs> um I um I well okay, to me the phrase made it that was in the air courts again. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, uh implies some level of uh fame or celebrity. Um and I don't think uh, it's weird I have started being recognized. Um, people, people will see me somewhere and they'll go, Hey, I know you, where do I know you from? Like, uh, I'm a magician. 
Um, does that is that what it is? Because and, and uh, but I I don't think at this point in my career, um, adding my name to any project it, it, like adds a major interest to the project. Um, I think at this point, adding my name or my my performance to a project um, means that you're going to have an awesome show, um, but nobody's there to see. Well, very few people are there to see me. Um, but I mean, going back to the whole 2013 thing, like I I am making a living uh, doing this, and and so I think you could argue. Yeah, I, I have made it because I don't have to do things that I don't want at this point. That's beautiful. That's that's good. You know, uh, of of the people that I've talked to so far, there seems to be a theme going on in that it's it's uh, more of a journey kind of thing, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's not so much as uh, I've made it as I'm making it, and I'm continuing to progress, and I'm continuing to grow. Uh, as a performer and as a business person, yeah, that's that's always like um, uh, one of the things. I, I've I've I I have a, a I I am a large fellow. Um, I I am a bigger dude, and um, you know one of the things that you have to uh, that you have to come to terms with if you're ever going to get into type, uh, any type of weight loss is the realization that there's not a finish line. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 always going to be. You have to adjust your lifestyle to get into the position that you want to be, and it, you're not going to get there and be like, "Well, that was fun, but I don't have to do it anymore." It, it's a uh, um, it's an attitude and a, um, a a habit change that you have to get to in order to get there. Um, and I think that you could say that the same thing is true about being any type of professional performer. Um, you're you're never going to get to the point. Well, I, I guess never is not maybe not the right word because I'm sure that there are people who uh, we could think of that they're they're done with their performance, but they still are living off of it. Um, but but I think that that, that very rarely uh, does it happen to, to a lot of people. Instead, it is just you're going to keep you're going to keep grinding it out. You're going to keep working at it. It's a, a lifestyle change that you have to fully commit to. But the uh, the end result is so worth it, and again, that's not a, I guess that's not an end result, but what you get out of it is so worth it. Yeah, very cool. So, Scott, looking back, is there anything you would have done differently up to this point? Um, I would have. Uh, I I grew up in Los Angeles. I am a native. Um, I always knew about the Magic Castle, um, but I didn't. I didn't know about the junior program, uh, and I wish I had. Um, but sometimes when I when I have this debate in my head, which is what I do with everything, I debate everything in my head. Um, but uh, when I when I talk about it, it's like I don't I don't think I was ever the right age uh, at the same time that I had the interest uh, to be a magician to have actually been uh, uh, any good in the junior program. But, um, I, I, I kind of wish sometimes that I, that I had been a part of the junior program because again, uh, like I spoke, like I, I talked about earlier, um, I would have had all those people around me who I could show things to. I, um, when I, when I teach my classes, when I talk to my students, I always emphasize how lucky they are that they have people that they can go, Hey, watch me do this and see if I flash. Um, hey, and uh, you know that's not the word I tell them, but you know it's like, hey, watch this and tell me if it's any good. Um, that that they have people that it's totally okay to fail in front of, um, and I I don't I don't think I had that until really super recently. I never had the opportunity to to be like you know by by the time 
I was ready to show it to anybody. It had to already be perfect. I couldn't, I couldn't give you the the in progress version of it. Uh, at least not not a an in progress version where it would have um, where it would have tipped anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had to have the moves ready, and then I could start working on, you know, getting to that point where your your hands are doing it on their own, and you get to focus on what you're what you're saying, what you're thinking at the time. Yeah. Have you found that in teaching uh, other people how to do magic that you've learned a lot yourself? Um, I, I have, uh, I guess I found a better way to express what I'm thinking. I, I think I've always kind of been really good at conveying ideas uh, in effort to train people. Um, even when I had uh, retail jobs when I was younger, even when I had fast food jobs, I would inevitably be inevitably become uh, some sort of trainer in the in the the process um, and I, so I think that's something I've always been really good at is is conveying ideas I guess I just found that I really had to uh, understand every aspect of what was going on even if I'm not conveying that because I teach kindergartners and there are a lot of concepts that they're just never going to understand mm-hmm. um, but but I need to make sure that I'm understanding it when I convey it to them when I show it to them because um, a lot of what happens when you're teaching uh, students of that age is just mimicry they're going to copy everything that they see you do um, and so you need to, even if you're not telling them that this is what they're doing, uh, you need to do it because it is going to be a part of their performance. Yeah. Very cool. So, Scott, could you recommend a resource that you always use to our listeners? And this could be anything from an iPhone app to, you know, some people would argue that you can't beat good old paper and pen. <laughs> uh, well, I, I do. I have uh, um, I have paper and pen uh, everywhere. I have it at my desk. I have it next to the phone. I have it in the car. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I try to make sure. Um, I uh, I have. Uh, I guess it's a. Um, uh, uh, I have a tablet, an Android app, uh, which I think is called Daily Daily Success List. Um, and it's just this checklist that I want to make sure that I do every day. Like when I'm when I'm going through my closing process, when I'm finishing up for the day, uh, when I'm gonna put all the magic away for the day, um, I, I go through and like, okay, did did you did you remember to do this? Did you remember to do that? Basically, when I'm when I'm closing up shop for the day, um, I go through and just make sure, um, you know, I keep uh, I keep a journal of every performance I ever have. Um, I talk about what I did, how I felt about it, and uh, I reread the thing probably about every month um, okay. just to see, you know, uh, sometimes I write something down in there and I'm like, oh, I remember I remember feeling that now. Um, what can I do with that feeling? What, you know, how is that going to make me better? Um, but uh, I, I try to write down, uh, and I always, you know, every once in a while I'll get backed up and I'll wind up, I'll write, you know, you know, oh, it was four days ago, and I still have to write down what how ha- you know that show four days ago, yeah. and that that's never you know the the feelings have faded by that point, and and in some cases I've done three other shows by then, um, so it's hard to remember what was which show, um, so the this this app, um, you know, I sit there, I just check it off, I give myself what I what I feel I need to do every day, uh, and it lets me know, you know, I can I can go in and look at I. I, I have found that I could be very analytical. I love analyzing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And this gives me the opportunity to do that. And it says, oh, well, you know, uh, this month you you entered into your journal the day of, you know, 80% of the time. That's awesome. You know, it gives me, gives me the little green mark. Uh, oh, you, nice. uh, you, 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 <laughs> did, you, did, you didn't tweet this week. 
X, you know. So I, I, I go in and I find out uh, and, and, and where, where, I'm, where I'm failing uh, or where, where I'm not following through and work on focusing on getting that so that these things become uh, not, not a, a, a thought but a habit. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Could you recommend two books for our listeners, one performance-specific book and one outside of uh, performance, like a business or a self-development book? Um, well, uh, I guess the, the self, def- oh, and now, now of course I don't know the, the name of it. I, um, <laughs> I took, uh, I took, a um, because, you know, we kind of have to script for ourselves. Um, I went on Kindle and I bought a, um, a, a, a writing book, um, and it was full of all sorts of, um, like uh, uh, assignments and projects that you would do, you know, it's like, oh, you're on day four, do this and do that. And now, and um, I found that that was a, a huge help in helping me um, think about how I write the story that I'm going to tell in my performance. Because even if it's just pick a card, there's your card, uh, there's a story. Um, you know, it's all about this little card's journey about being found, lost, and found again. No, uh, but um, it, it really helped in terms of uh, where the pacing is is in the story, how to you know how to build the the drama in the conflict and things like that. And and, and um, I remember one of the the projects that was like, you know, you need to be able to describe things. You know, you have to you have to have the elevator speech. You know, you have to be able to write it in one or two lines and like you know. 10 movies, think about your movies. Uh, now write down what they're about in one or two lines. Um, and, and just, you know, getting to the, the, the focus of what the story is about. And uh, now, now my, big, my big mantra, I guess, is um, when it comes to writing, uh, get rid of the adjectives. Like, just get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could you, um, a- after the, the interview, obviously... Uh, just shoot me an email with what that book is called, and I'll I'll link up to it that in the show notes. I absolutely would. So my my tablet, I was playing with it earlier, and so it's recharging <laughs> right now. Hey, nice, very cool. <laughs> Do you have a uh, performance specific book that you would recommend? Um. Oh, this is this is super cliche, but um, I I find myself I have three copies of the Mark Wilson complete. Uh, complete course in magic, um, and I, I, I reference them all the time. Like especially yeah. when it comes to uh, uh, because, like I said, I, I I decide the the curriculum for the students that I'm teaching, um, and I that's just been a huge resource. I have taught them, you know, card magic, coin magic, uh, uh, cups and balls, sponge mm-hmm. balls, and stage illusions, and it all came out of that book. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, it, it feels silly to recommend something that probably everybody already has anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just uh, just a reminder to go back and look at it because I've even found I've I've walked back into it and like, oh, oh yeah, okay, all right. This isn't you know this isn't a beginner's book. This is a magician's book. Yeah, yep. You go back and you find some gems. That was uh, actually my first book in magic as well. Only I, I didn't have the the big volume. But I had mm-hmm. like, the smaller. I think it was called Cyclopedia of Magic. Mark Wilson. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it I, was the smaller, uh, softbound. 
that's at, at one point I was um uh, in the in in 2013 I was selling magic at the Disney uh, soda fountain, uh, which is attached to the El Capitan. Uh, okay. And and part of what I had to do was sell those books, and it was it was easy for me because I was like, look, this is pretty much every magician's first book, yep. um, and and it's it's it, you're getting a ton out of it. It's huge, uh, it's it's it is the book to to start off with, and you'll find that you keep going back to it as your career progresses. Yeah, absolutely. So, Scott, could you give a piece of parting advice to our listeners? Uh. I guess it would just be what I started with. Get out the door. Um, don't, you know, uh, I think a, a version of the, the, the saying is, um, uh, plan, uh, doing is better than planning, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that I was super guilty of, but yeah, get, go out, do it. Um, uh, there's, you know, with, with street performing and things like that, there's never any reason that there, there is always an audience. Um, so I guess just find your audience, stop, Stop finding, stop making excuses for not doing it and start finding ways to be successful at it and do it for a living. Cause, uh, I, I don't think when I, when I initially got let go, um, I, I don't know that I ever actually believed I could be, you know, I used to, I used to sit there at the end of the week and like, all right, I just have to do this amount of performing, uh, to go along with my unemployment and I'm fine. Um, and, and eventually it just came to the point where, uh, I, I, was on the phone with uh, the unemployment people last year. I was like, look, this is my last call. Um, a- after this, I don't need you guys anymore. Um, which, which, is, which, is, which was an awesome call to have. Um, I, don't, I don't think the lady on the phone appreciated it, though. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> she had other things on her mind. It's okay. It's, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> right. It's like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking up with you guys. I appreciate everything you've done for me, but I'm moving on. <laughs> Exactly. Curious, what was uh, what was the job that you got let go from? Uh, I was uh, ooh, what was the the title? A a case analyst. I was a case analyst uh, for a, a criminal defense law attorney. Wow, that's a mouthful. It is, <laughs> and 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 it means I answered the phone. Yeah. I answered the phone and decided whether or not the people who were calling, um, whether or not their case was basically worth taking. Ah, so you were the gatekeeper. Yeah, I was. I was in charge of uh, making sure that, like you know, annoying calls didn't get through mm-hmm. to the, the the case managers, who would then uh, work out, you know, whether or not it, it was a a good case, and 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 try and do that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I did it for about. I think I almost got exactly a year before uh, I was let go. Mm. Got it. Well, I, I can't think of a better way to uh, to have ended this uh, interview going full circle. Uh, get out the door. Absolutely, and you know, be be persistent. Don't let don't listen to other people, and find someone who's super supportive. That's uh, I. I I wouldn't be one one hundredth as successful as I am if I didn't have uh, the people in my life who have been so super supportive of me in every aspect of my life. People who want to hear about what I'm doing and who have come and seen my shows a hundred times mm-hmm. and are probably going to come and see it a hundred more. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, it's 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 not that good. I'm glad you're there, but no, no, it's it's fine. I just. Um, uh, I've been really, really lucky in the people in my uh, who have who have happened into my life, and uh, I don't know what I would do without them. Very cool. 
Finally, can you tell us where we can find you online, plug your business, and uh, any products you might have? Uh, well, uh, no products yet. That's, uh, I've never... <laughs> That, well, your, that's, your that's show enough. is your product, so. Right, yeah, I guess. But I, I've always been one of those people that's like, oh, I'm not that creative. I'm not that creative. And suddenly I'll sit down one night and like, oh, my goodness, words are just flowing out of me. Like, I don't want to go to sleep because this will stop. That's the pizza, um, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you can find me at uh, magicscottmarshall.com. Uh, that's magic. It's what I do. Scott with two T's, Marshall with two L's, dot com. Uh, Twitter at uh, Magic S. Marshall or Magic's Marshall. I like to pretend it's possessive sometimes. Nice. Um, uh, and um, yeah, just, um, you know, I, I, I love performing. I love uh, going out there. I always say during uh, any type of event, I love being a part of the family gatherings where everyone gets together and has a good time. Like, that's such a, a special uh, thing for me that I love it when people invite me into their lives to share that. Yeah. Well, very cool. Scott, you have definitely been a very fun interview. You've shared oh, all great. kinds Thank of you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've shared all kinds of great information that our listeners can use to help grow their performance businesses. So thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experience with our listeners. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a, it was a lot of fun. The pleasure is mine. Hey there, this is your host, Chris Shepard, wrapping things up. I really hope that you're enjoying these free podcasts. If you are, I'd really appreciate it if you go to SuccessfulPerformerCast.com, click on the subscribe on iTunes tab at the top to be taken to the iTunes store where you can leave a rating and a review. Don't forget that I'll give a shout out by name to anyone who leaves a five-star rating. Now, go out there and make your dreams happen. I couldn't ever, you know, show it to the video and say, hey, is this good?